Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Student Psychology Journal with your host, JY. As usual, just a disclaimer that I am not a psychologist or a professional counselor of any sort. This is just my opinion and some of the knowledge I've accumulated in my university courses. Okay, and today we have a special guest. Say hi. Hello, my name is Megan, and I have been JY's friend for the past, like, 10 years and I am currently a digital design and development student here at Vancouver, and your cat is scratching me, but that is okay. And I'm excited to be here. Woo! Woo! Okay, so today's topic is going to be on narcissism. I think Megan here has dealt with some narcissistic people, and I think she would have some good insight to what I have to offer. So first, we're going to start by introducing what narcissism is, Okay, so narcissism is an extreme preoccupation with yourself, including grandiosity, which is pretentiousness, inflated self-admiration, and constant attention-seeking. At a very low level, this is you're not narcissistic at all. You're very modest, humble. It's about one to three on the narcissism scale. At moderate levels, they have a self-serving bias, slightly unrealistic positive self-image, some drive to feel special, normal, and trying to be positive in the face of challenges this is between four and seven on the scales and then the highest level the eight to ten on the scale bragging boasting arrogance entitlement sensitivity to criticism fragile self-esteem low empathy derogation of others which is putting people down bullying boosting yourself by putting one down and yeah this has a greater consequence for individuals and others around them okay so what do you think this person that you're talking about where do you think they sit on the scale i would say that they sit on level eight which is quite high mm-hmm. not yeah i didn't realize that there was like um like a scale to it too or like a spectrum to it but i would definitely put him on an eight okay um, can you give us a little bit of background information who this person is and what we can call him? So this person that we're talking about is my ex-boyfriend. I was in a relationship with him when I was in grade, is it 11 or 10? 10, 11? No, 11. Mm-hmm. Is it 12? I don't know. <laughs> but I was still in high school at the time. I think it was 11 to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a relationship with him and it was really really toxic it got very very toxic and i think that we should name him let's name him bob you know that's crazy i was thinking about bob (laughs) we'll go with bob (laughs) okay we'll go with bob all right so narcissism is not the same thing as having high self-esteem a lot of times they look like they have high self-esteem but it's actually just their front So studies have confirmed that the theoretical notion that narcissists are preoccupied with themselves, they're vulnerable to criticism and blows to their self-worth, and they respond to such challenges with anger and aggression. People with high self-esteem do not respond aggressively to challenges. They have this high self-esteem that offers them a buffer, a protective buffer, to not respond aggressively in challenging situations. So how much self-esteem do you think the person, oh, Bob, had had externally and internally? To give you even more background on Bob, um, the way that I met him was through dance. And dance is one of those art forms where you have to fake it 
to really like sell an image you have to really have confidence in yourself in order to again like perform and like sell sell yourself and i think that he had a lot of external confidence but it was also just to cover up the fact that he had really low like self-esteem internally what made you think that he had lower self-esteem internally there were just a lot of well at first when i first met him he obviously didn't show that he was like insecure or anything but then as we as the time went by i realized that a lot of the things that he was doing his actions it was just mainly to protect himself but then i feel like in relationships specifically you shouldn't have to protect yourself if you one trust your partner and two you trust your worth like if you know that you're worth something then you wouldn't go to that great of extent to like protect yourself if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like if there's something that um someone is insecure about being open about it and honest about it shows that they're working on their insecurities mm-hmm. and that they've accepted themselves yeah. for the way they are narcissists appear to have high self-esteem but their internal or private self-representation is really fragile and vulnerable this is the narcissistic paradox so you you think they have high self-esteem but internally they're very fragile and implicit self-esteem is the unconscious self-esteem how we feel about ourselves under the surface it protects criticism to our ego Um, low implicit self-esteem is what happens with narcissists explicit self-esteem is how we feel about ourselves superficially and narcissists have high explicit self-esteem do you think this describes your ex yes (laughs) (laughs) simple answer Uh, when narcissists become pathological when it becomes a disorder so narcissistic personality disorder which is around 9 to 10 on the scale. So Bob here is, um, according to Megan, just under the disorder level (laughs) of narcissism. So people with narcissistic personality disorder have a pattern of grandiosity and a need for admiration, lack of empathy, and it's accompanied by impairments, distress, or challenges in some areas of life, such as work, your relationships, and... It's necessary for a diagnosis of the disorder by a professional, obviously, so we are not um, diagnosing him. Narcissism really starts by exploiting others for their own benefit. The malignant narcissism, which is when narcissism and antisocial disorders come together. This is characterized as a lack of empathy and remorse, various callous attitudes, risk-taking, impulsivity, and aggression. And nearly all fascists or authoritarian leaders, they probably had malignant narcissism. Personality disorders are continuous expressions of trait. Once a trait gets to a problematic level, diagnosis is possible. And narcissists are different from narcissistic personality disorder. It just means that the person's high on narcissism, not that they have a disorder. For example, Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) I, I, I don't like saying his name for obvious reasons. He is a classic narcissist um, in the psychology textbooks. So he said, around the time of grammar school, I had this incredible desire to be recognized. I don't care about money. I thought about fame, about being about being the greatest. I was dreaming about being some dictator of a country or some savior like Jesus just to be recognized. This is a classic representation of grandiosity. So people high in narcissism, they're more likely to use first-person first pronouns like I, me, my, mine, 
and they're more likely to look in the mirror, watch recordings of themselves more often, and they interrupt others in conversations more frequently, and they become distressed and aggressive when they're insulted in any way. But they make very good first impressions on average. Uh, we are impressed by the confidence and self-esteem that's shown, even if it's not authentic, especially as a first impression. Narcissists face challenges down the road after they make that first impression and you get to know the person more. Narcissists face challenges and they tend to become less popular over time. Did Bob make any good first impressions? Yes. Yeah, so when I was doing a little bit more research before doing this podcast, that was like the number one thing that popped up was that they usually make like good first impressions. And I definitely do agree that he made a good first impression if not, I wouldn't have dated him, you know? <laughs> also, by the way, he was my first boyfriend. So I don't know if my standards were low at the time or whatever it was, but he definitely was like, I don't know, someone that I would have definitely like wanted to date at the time. And he was saying all the right things to make me trust him and believe that we would be good together and all this stuff. And yeah. I feel like also it's because you were young, you were a teenager, it was your first relationship, obviously we're more naive. Was that his first relationship? No, it wasn't. I think I was his third girlfriend or something. Okay, so he definitely had experience. So when analyzing Trump's speeches compared to... Uh, speeches of nine other republican presidential candidates five percent of his words were personal pronouns and two percent were personal pronouns for other candidates trump used way more first person pronouns uh, which indicates grandiosity seeing oneself as superior and pays more attention to themselves and then the speeches were also rated on two criteria of narcissism which is derogation putting others down and boasting and bragging Trump scored significantly higher on narcissism compared to other Republican candidates on an overall average of derogation and boasting and bragging in his speeches, which supports the behaviors of narcissism. So did Bob display any of these behaviors, like putting others down or bragging or boasting? Yes, I have the perfect example for this. So, um, again dancer i'm a dancer as well um and so there was one time where it was like after a dance class or whatever and i like doing this thing it's like a habit of mine to i don't know how to describe it the best way possible but i tuck my shirt behind like onto my bra <laughs> i don't know how to describe but basically i always tuck in my shirt into my bra like whenever i dance but then it's not like I'm not like naked or anything like I still have my t-shirt on and there was one time where he was like why did you do that like you look so ugly when you do that or like why are you trying to do that like are you trying to impress someone or like things like that and I was like no what are you talking about and he was just like and then from that weird conversation it led up to him being like you know like I'm such a better dancer than you like I've been like training so much more than you and like I really think you can learn a lot from me and like this and that and this and that and at the time I don't know I think in the beginning of the relationship I was okay with myself like I was like I wouldn't say I had high self-esteem but I have enough self-esteem to not give a shit about what he said oh can I swear yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> to not care about what he had to say about me but then now I think back about it and like think back in our relationship 
that moment has happened multiple times to the point where it actually lowered my self-esteem because like obviously it sucks to hear from like someone that you loved at the time that like you know if they were to be like you're ugly or like this and that and this and that so yes yeah that that's classic example of derogation putting others down and basically making himself feel better and then bragging as well i don't like that (laughs) i was friends with megan obviously at that time but honestly i didn't even notice it i met him uh in the beginning and he made a great first impression thought he was a nice person but um i could tell that throughout their relationship was becoming more um isolated uh contemporary research on narcissism shows that people high in narcissism are more active on social media sites like twitter and facebook or instagram and they post more about their accomplishments maybe more selfies uh, they receive more likes on their post actually they make good first impressions so using social media has also been seen to maybe increase narcissistic tendencies narcissistic people are more likely to make threats and lies to influence people's emotions and behaviors they're more likely to distort reality by arguing fiction is fact and they engage in gaslighting it's a form of psychological manipulation that seeks to sow seeds of doubt in the individual or a group making them question their memory their perception and their sanity in doing so they gain power over that person that they're trying to manipulate and it makes the person the victim uh, unstable in terms of gaslighting, uh, I think definitely there were a lot of moments where we would get into an argument and he would say things like, oh, you're always like this and you're never like that. And I didn't realize, but that is a form of gaslighting because it's like making the other person believe that they're a bad person, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah, you're questioning your self-worth and your... Yeah. Um, it's basically making you doubt yourself, yeah. which is a form of gaslighting so that he can gain power over you. Yeah. And there were just a lot of moments where in that relationship where I really did doubt myself, like, because obviously like, I didn't know what love actually looked like being at my first relationship. And I think like, that was another thing is that he used that against me. He was like, you don't know what love is. This is what love is like you should do this 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 because you love me and he will be like oh you didn't do this because you don't love me and i'm like hmm i don't know about that one like i'm not quite sure and like to give you like a more specific example um he was super controlling and possessive again when you mentioned about the isolation thing like he literally told me that i am not allowed to hang out with anybody else except for my parents and him and that was that i wasn't allowed to talk to any other guy and he would say things like oh your friends are bad influences on you is a bad influence on you and um so yeah he definitely was just trying to keep me in his box and never let me out not even just control my life but also like in the little things like in the way that i dress in the way that i look like um he told me that oh like you should stop wearing makeup because you look ugly with makeup on and then i was like huh okay and so i stopped wearing makeup and then there was one day where i did wear makeup just to see him and he's like why are you wearing makeup i told you not to wear makeup and he's like you should take it off right now and i was like we're in the middle of freaking downtown you want me to remove my makeup where like this doesn't make any sense and then he's like you shouldn't get your nails done because getting your nails done is going to attract guys. And I was like, what type of guy is into nails? 
Like, I will scratch their eyeballs out if I do get my nails done. This doesn't make any sense. Like, his rationale just didn't make any sense at all. But then I just played along with it because that's what I thought love was. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, he was basically making you feel that you don't look good with makeup and that you should wear these types of clothes just so he can have you to himself. Yeah. That's that's scary. <laughs> yeah. I did, that's scary. Um, now we're going to talk about the inferiority complex. This is a lack of self-worth resulting from early development. Low self-esteem um, is characterized in inferiority, inferiority inferiority complex (laughs) alfred alder he overcompensated by striving for superiority by making others unhappy which serves as a foundation of narcissism basically putting others down and getting power over them getting superiority and then um we talked about the narcissistic paradox already so although uh our narcissists appear to have high self-esteem they have doubts over their self-worth and they and Bob might have been projecting that on Megan. Narcissism is a complex defense mechanism and it makes up a part of the personality that and and protects their fragile self-worth and self-esteem. It explains why they're more sensitive, more reactive, and more aggressive. They're reactive to anything that makes them feel that they're not worth enough. Obviously, by threatening you and telling you these negative things, he was being aggressive verbally. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was to protect himself. Do do, do you think that? Yes. So even with his bad traits in mind, what made you fall for him? Um, Man, it's so hard to talk about like the reasons why you fall for someone because like you can't really explain it into like words. And even if you try to, it's so sad because like I feel like the one thing that you'll probably say is he was so nice. Like he was so (laughs) kind. Um, But I think that I would, I'll kind of rephrase the question being like, what is something that I learned that was good from him that I kind of apply to now to my relationships is that he was very selfless. Um, even though he was selfish, <laughs> there were a lot of times where he would literally do anything just to be there for me. Yeah, like he was, whenever if I like needed someone to talk to or whatever, he was, he was like, okay, I'll be there. Like I'll be there in like, 30 minutes I'll like be there for you and I think that that was one of the qualities that one I fell in love with two it made me stay because it was like wow like this guy is really doing the most for me and I think that I don't know if I'm gonna ever find someone who's like that so yes that's true I feel like whenever we're in a toxic relationship we kind of hold on to these like positive traits but the truth is if there's someone treating you (laughs) terribly it's not worth it because at a certain point the negatives outweigh the positives there's two types of narcissism that i'm going to talk about the first is grandiose narcissism and the second is vulnerable narcissism so we're going to see which one um, bob might have so grandiose narcissism also known as overt narcissism is characterized by high self-esteem social dominance overestimation of capabilities fantasies of superiority relentlessness in assertion of superiority perfection omnipotence and exploitation and aggressiveness it's correlated with extroversion and low agreeableness and they display more confidence in their expression it's far more common in celebrities and actors vulnerable narcissism is defensiveness avoidance in general so for situations that they couldn't 
they could be called out, they avoid. Insecurity, hypersensitivity, and hypervigilance to criticism. Uh, it's correlated with high neuroticism and low agreeableness. And they're, they're basically a lot more sensitive and they retreat. Uh, vulnerable narcissism is more related to the inferiority complex. And they're more likely to have imposter syndrome with vulnerable narcissism. They both involve self-centeredness, exaggerated sense of self-importance and entitlement, and antagonism and disagreeableness. So which type of narcissism or neither describes your ex? Bob is definitely vulnerable narcissism. And I have an example for this, especially when it comes to um, hypersensitive to criticism. So whenever we would take like dance classes together, afterwards, he would ask me for you know, advice. And he would ask me for constructive criticism, okay? He's the one who asked me. And then whenever I would give it to him, he's like, why do you think, like, why are you, like, so mean to me? Like, why are you so rude? So you think, like, I'm just a terrible dancer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you literally asked me for constructive criticism. I didn't say that your dancing is bad. I just said that maybe you should work on this and that. And he was, like, really sensitive to whatever people had to say about him. And it could be like something super small as like, by the way, he's short, okay? This guy is short. Like he's shorter than me now. And I just saw him like two weeks ago. He's like five one or something. And whenever people would like pat his head, be like, oh my gosh, like you're so cute and like short. Like I don't think like even for JY and I, we're short too. But we take we don't take it as anything bad because we know we're short. But for him it was like it hurt his ego and pride somehow you know people were pointing out the fact that he was short and he was just like he would always get mad about it he'll always be like that guy's like this and that and blah 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 and he'll just start like attacking people for no reason at all so yeah i think it's definitely different for girls and boys i think short girls don't get as much negative attention mm-hmm. uh it's definitely harder for guys especially as like a really short guy like five one is pretty short <laughs> yeah, for a guy but obviously even if you're insecure about it there's some people who will accept that about themselves yeah. and uh, not respond aggressively and although it is an insecurity they acknowledge it and they yeah. aren't aggressive about it yeah. when they have high self-esteem yeah. but if you have low self-esteem and you're um, maybe more vulnerable to that kind of insecurity he he probably didn't respond very well but i i feel for him as well like that's that's rough definitely what you said about like if he was a guy and he's like you know a smaller guy like it's definitely understandable but at the same time it's like you can't change your height and also you don't need to attack people for pointing out something that's kind of obvious also he was older than me so i guess in a way i also expected him to react maturely to it i think also it depends like the example you gave where someone pats his head obviously that's not gonna make him feel very like masculine yeah they weren't intending any negative emotions they were just like oh you're so cute you're like adorable if it was an actual insult like dude you're so fucking short yeah like that's hurtful i understand if he reacts aggressively if someone does that because that person was being aggressive Mm -hmm. okay Narcissism has been associated with success in areas such as show business, leadership, job interviews, because they make good first impressions. They have good initial interactions, but narcissists lose popularity over time. 
um, modest people tend to increase in popularity over time, even if they don't make a first, uh, good first impression. So would you consider Bob successful in any of these areas? I think he's really good at initial interactions. Like he's definitely good at networking. He at the time was a lot more extroverted than I am. Um, so yeah, I think he definitely excelled in that. But now, again, I saw him, like, a few weeks ago. He took my class. He gave out the weirdest, like, I've never seen him like that. (laughs) Like, it was weird because he kind of stopped. Like, he wasn't very social at all. Like, he was very quiet. He was, like, very in the corner. But I do know that he's, um, he's still with the same people. It's just the same old bob that i knew before (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay that that's good i think as you you, as you get older you do get more introverted yeah yeah that's good that he didn't lose all of his friendships or like not all of it but he didn't lose popularity because that's a good indicator of narcissism so potentially he's not uh very high on narcissism anymore or yeah. yeah so the origins of narcissism are certainly it's complicated it may be some parenting styles as well as your nature with neglectful parents which can result in lack of empathy and warmth in the uh, child and then for authoritarian parenting style they insist on perfections winning and toughness and it creates this high demand of idealization of the child and they can never really achieve these standards because it's way too high and this can lead to um I guess the over expression of self-esteem just to fake it till they make it mm-hmm. um and then permissive indulgent parents uh they promote entitled attitudes it, which is the basis of narcissistic tendencies there's no really single cause of narcissism it's really complex but uh do you think that maybe bob's parents treated him either neglectfully authoritarianism or permissive indulgent behaviors Huh. I think he had a really good relationship with his parents, actually. And when he talked to me about his upbringing, he was like raised. And this is this is what he said. OK, I'm not saying this. He was raised in poverty and like he was poor, like his family was poor. Um, His dad was the only moneymaker at the time when they were in, you know, their own motherland. And um, his dad was a cop. So. All I know is that his dad was pretty strict because Bob is one son out of, I think, three sons. Yeah. So family, just all boys. And um, his dad was really tough on them. And because his dad was always away from home. And so his dad would always like make sure that he took care of his younger brother that he would take care of his mom as well because his older brother at the time had like gambling issues and um all that other addictions he was battling addictions so i don't know if that might have had like that upbringing might have had something to do with how he is now or with his like narcissism narcissistic personalities or characteristics but i do feel like there are other things outside of his parents that caused him to be that way. Do you have any specific examples? He was the fat kid. 
in like in elementary school and in high school he was a fat kid and so like um I think that that's where he got really sensitive to criticism because like you know I feel like I don't know how to say this in the best way possible but I feel like a lot of times if you're picked on as a kid by your like classmates or whatever especially for guys um you tend to have you tend to bring that insecurity in like into your life or like all throughout your life because I don't know I guess you just you change yourself so much later on in the future that you don't want to be called that ever again or you don't want to be picked on ever again you don't want to be like um, criticized ever again and I feel like that had definitely something to do with it because he went from like when he showed me pictures dude he went from like fat kid to skinny kid real quick but then even when he was a skinny kid he got made fun of because he was like a stick and so it was just like constant does that make sense like just constant criticism and even now that he's in dance people are also like obviously people are like coaches are bound to like criticize you and stuff and i remember him just not taking it well at all so i feel like that definitely affected him yeah Dude, kids are mean. Kids yeah. pick on people for absolutely no yeah. reason. Like, I got picked on for my name. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Um, and then you get picked on for your size, whether you're big or small. These yeah. kids gotta chill. Oh, they gotta, they gotta chill. So, narcissism, as we talked about, involves low self-esteem. Um, it's suggested that indulgence uh, or over permissive parents in childhood leads to excessive self-idealization underlying narcissism it boosts the child to believe that they're better than they are because the parents just let them do whatever they want there's this scientist brumelman who examined childhood narcissism in the age of maybe 7 to 12 and um, parental behavior longitudinally in 565 children and their parents and they found that higher narcissism was predicted by parental over-evaluation. When the parents are like, oh, you're amazing, you're the best at this, and boosting them up in all situations, or not all, but most situations. And narcissism is not predicted by lack of warmth. So whether your parents are nice, uh, warm to you or not, that doesn't really matter. And this provides the support of the idea that excessive self-idealization and indulgent parenting practices are most likely to lead to narcissism in adulthood. When your parents are overly boosting you up and over-evaluating you and they let you kind of do whatever you want, that leads to higher risk of narcissistic tendencies. Narcissism is the result of both nurture and nature. So parenting practices alone don't guarantee that the child will go on to be narcissistic in adulthood and obviously other factors contribute like maybe insecurities that happen in their childhood do you think that narcissism is rising amongst young people uh, i feel like it's I, I guess we're both kind of like we we only were in this generation so we wouldn't really know yeah but i think that i think before you mentioned that social media has definitely like i personally okay by the way i also study digital marketing and so we learn about influencers and all this like other you know people that i don't know do ads and stuff um and when i was researching like influences and stuff like 
I don't know if you noticed, but usually when they post a picture of themselves, it does better than all the other posts. And that is like obviously because people like seeing pretty faces. And I feel like those likes, seeing those likes pop up and being like, whoa, like I have like my face is getting so many likes. Like, wow. I think that definitely like triggers narcissistic personalities to like come up even more and i think we're all victims of that like at the at at the end of the day like if we if i don't know whoever's listening but if you have social media whenever you see those likes you whenever you see like there's more likes on one post than the other you're like oh like maybe i should make more of that content or like if you see like more people viewing this type of story you're like oh okay then people are more interested in like this kind of stuff and it makes you feel good like it obviously it makes you feel good because then you feel that like yeah. valid you know yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's also um similar to like the parenting style where if you're boosting the child up mm-hmm. a lot and over evaluating them that can lead them to the self-idealization and it like boosts their self-esteem so in studies and of american college students they did a meta-analysis they measured narcissism And from 1982 to 2006, there was a 30% increase in those scoring above the mean level of narcissistic personality, just inventory, the scale for measuring narcissistic personality disorder. Um, And another meta-analysis in 2016, they did a study from 1979 to 2009, and there was a 48% drop in empathetic concern and 34% drop in perspective taking and other findings were mixed so we see a rise in individualism in many countries uh, which is correlated with narcissism so people are getting less uh, empathetic they're scoring higher on narcissism scales and not taking other people's perspectives as often Mm. it's very sad for our generation there's also an association that rise of quality of life is correlated with a suggested rise in narcissism Mm. Social status alone has been suggested to cause narcissism to fo- by fo- making them focus more on their status and how they appear to others. Huh. That is mm-hmm. so interesting. Mm-hmm. Questioning life. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also social media. People are becoming more isolated, but at the same time more connected. Yeah. And, but on a very superficial level. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. Like, I feel like nowadays it's really hard to make connections with people. Like, real human life, human, like, connection because of social media. And funny enough, like, I'm currently in a relationship and um, one of my partner's friends a lot of his friends are like a lot of his friends were what is it like he met online and it's just so interesting now that people make relationships like any type like romantic or just friendships online first before even meeting them in person and it's funny because he was telling me about his experiences and stuff and he was just saying how like people online are very different from when they are in real life and Mm -hmm. i'm like that is literally yeah like i don't trust people online now i'm Mm -hmm. like this is like scary yeah i think people put this front on online yeah i think everybody not everybody but i guess most people are a victim of it because obviously you want to show your good sides you're not going to share all the negative sides Mm -hmm. of you on social media when you're 
in power of Mm -hmm. what you post so i think yeah we're lacking that natural relationship making process yeah Uh, a lot of it is online and obviously we know that that's not the true version of most people it's also hard to empathize with people online because you don't really know them yeah and you don't have that true connection i think once you hang out with people like spend quality time with them that's Mm -hmm. when you really get to know someone and um yeah online is just it doesn't give that same kind of connection okay well this concludes the episode on narcissism thank you megan for coming on and talking about bob um i think the consensus is that bob had some narcissistic tendencies but he also showed signs that he's not a narcissist so it's not all bad but i'm glad that you're out of that relationship because it got very toxic and (laughs) it got very toxic and no boyfriend should be putting you down and calling you ugly for wearing makeup or clothes (laughs) like what what that's just mean boys out there please do not do that to your girlfriend (laughs) i think it's really self-explanatory but you know well thank you megan for coming on to the show and i hope you all enjoyed this episode i was hung over for this whole episode (laughs) but um we had fun all right yay okay bye everyone until next time